0: Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. It's Tuesday. I'm Erin Allen and this is The Rundown. It was a roller coaster of a weekend. Let's start with the good news. Lots of lovely Father's Day and Juneteenth celebrations. I made it over to the Hyde Park Summerfest. The people watching alone at that was a treat. As for Juneteenth, Chicago, y'all know how to celebrate. Block Club reported on food, Bay drum sessions, vendor shopping, and all kinds of other festivities at the Beverly Morgan Park Juneteenth Family Festival on Saturday. And in Woodlawn, my colleague Anna Sovchenka is reporting on some folks who got a little more creative. Residents in the area canvassed the biodiversity of their neighborhood on Saturday in honor of Juneteenth. They got down on their hands and knees and counted how many spiders, ants and clovers they could find in several vacant lots in the neighborhood. Blacks and Green is the environmental organization that hosted that event. They say this exercise helps locals learn more about the nature in their neighborhood and feel free in their own community. Interesting. Now for the not so good news. You probably heard that there was also a tragedy this weekend in Willowbrook, which is a suburb southwest of Chicago. At least 23 people were shot early Sunday morning at a Juneteenth celebration, and one person died, 31-year-old Reginald Meadows. The shooting was in a strip mall parking lot, and witnesses are saying there were between 200 and 300 people in attendance. Last night, activists held a vigil at the site of the shooting. 43-year-old Nayetta Reed says she rushed to help people who were hurt once she heard gunfire. Reed says similar Juneteenth parties have been held in the same parking lot in the last two years, but they've always been peaceful. As of now, police are still investigating and no suspects have been arrested. But unfortunately, this was not the only shooting over the weekend. Earlier Saturday morning near Lincoln Park Zoo, five people were shot and four of them are in critical condition. And two people were killed and three people injured during a shooting on Sunday in Roseland on the south side. Sean Kasten is a Democratic congressman representing the Willowbrook suburb. He thinks relatively easy access to guns is still the root cause of all of this. There is a broader political consensus around supporting victims of gun crime than there is around protecting people from becoming victims of gun crime. So, yes, we should absolutely push to do both. But we also need to push harder on the, the gun access question. Kathryn says also the government should be doing more to help gun violence victims deal with trauma, and that untreated trauma and post traumatic stress can lead to dangerous outcomes later in life. The Chicago Transit Authority conducted a survey back in February, and they've released some of their findings. For one, train and bus riders are feeling better about the level of service in both security and on-time performance. For example, 77% of respondents feel safe on CTA buses compared to 71% of people who responded in a similar survey last fall. Also, reliability of train services went up slightly. And the survey shows more people would use CTA trains and buses if service was more frequent during the weekdays. Here's CTA President Dorval Carter. It's going to take time for us to get back to a pre-pandemic level of ridership as well as service. In the meantime, we are going to continue to work very hard to improve our service for our customers. And I'm certainly encouraged by the direction that we're moving in. For a while now, the CTA has talked about staffing as a part of the work they're doing. They have hired more than 400 new bus drivers, but that's still nearly 300 fewer than the CTA needs for service to improve and to restore routes that have been suspended. The CTA has hosted a number of hiring events this year to boost its workforce. And there's another one coming up this Thursday. And now for a few quick hits. The Mellon Foundation is getting ready to fund a new monument for folks who survived torture at the hands of the Chicago Police Department. The foundation announced a grant for the memorial to victims of former Chicago Police Commander John Burge and his, quote, midnight crew. They're believed to have tortured more than 100 people, mostly black men, into false confessions. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson and other city officials spoke about the grant at an event yesterday on the South Side. And an Illinois prison watchdog wants the state to act faster to meet its own goal of closing all youth prisons. Back in 2020, Governor J.B. Pritzker's administration put out a plan for the Department of Juvenile Justice based on the idea that big adult-style prisons are a bad place to try and rehabilitate kids. Jennifer Volan Katz with the John Howard Association says the plan was a good one. However, it called for the state's five youth prisons to be closed by the end of 2024. And Volan Katz says they are not on pace to do that. The governor's office did not respond to a request for comment. And Latinx lawmakers are encouraging undocumented immigrants in Illinois to sign up for state-supported health care by the end of this month. Late last week, Governor J.B. Pritzker's office announced that enrollment for a program, which gives healthcare coverage to undocumented immigrants, would be frozen on July 1st. But they're still accepting enrollees until then. Costs for this program ended up going higher than expected, so lawmakers gave the governor wide latitude to rein in the costs. As for the weather, it's another clear and sunny day today with highs around 75 by the lake, and closer to 85 out in the neighborhoods. And that's it for The Rundown today. I'm Erin Allen. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.